It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, like always, if you would like to reach out to the show, if you would like to find out more about the show, more about our guests, or connect with us, you can always reach out to us through social media. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow, and share there. Instagram and Twitter, you can reach us at Rodney Lear on air. You can like us there as well. We begin this morning with women and heart disease. Joining me in the studio is Dr. Odame Quesada. She is medical director of the Christ Hospital Women's Heart Center. It's our pleasure to welcome Dr. Quesada to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, doctor. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good morning. So first of all, this morning, I understand that you are the head of the cardiology program at Christ. Is that right? So I am the medical director of the Women's Heart Center at the okay. Christ Hospital. And very I, impressive. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I was recruited to Cincinnati to build the first Women's Heart Center in the tri-state area. And so we're very um, happy to have this program where we can specialize to take care of women with heart disease. And actually, we have a prevention program within our Women's Heart Center. So women, even before they have heart disease, can come see us. Okay, so let me ask you this now. Heart disease is the number one cause of death for women. Um, When you talk to women, how aware are women of this fact in general? Yeah, you bring up a very good point, and that is that heart disease is the number one killer in all women, and this includes young, middle-aged women, older women, and unfortunately, um, only one in three know that heart disease is their number one cause, and it's actually higher risk of um, death from heart disease than all the cancers combined. Wow, look at that. So explain to us, um, we hear the term heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, what is actually happening to the heart and the heart area when we talk about a heart attack? Yeah, a heart attack is when there's no blood flow going to a particular area of the heart, so that heart dies, um, and therefore we say someone's had a heart attack. One of the more common causes of a heart attack is that there is a a blockage of one of the main arteries or a large artery in the heart, and therefore that area of the heart does not get blood flow. But in women, there are also other causes why they may have a heart attack and not have blockage of one of those main arteries. And that's something that we call myocardial infarction with no obstructive coronary artery disease, which is actually more common in women. So a heart attack without a blockage in the arteries. Okay. And so um, when we talk about a heart attack, are there typically warning signs? We hear, and a lot of times we hear drastic things like when we're on, um, you know, you're watching a movie or you're watching something on TV and it's very exaggerated probably. Um, Help me to understand what that looks like. Yeah, so you're describing the classic Hollywood heart attack, okay. which Hollywood, you guys have a term for it. <laughs> well, that's what I call okay, it. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, um, yes, yeah, some people do are fortunate, I would say, that when they're having a heart attack, they have those really strong warning signs that you cannot ignore, which is that they have severe chest pain, sometimes goes up the neck, nausea, vomiting, they know something's wrong, they seek help right away. And those are actually the people that will get saved and to have less heart damage from the heart attack because they identify right away. Unfortunately, more common in women, they don't have those 
you know, warning signs that are screaming at you and they may have symptoms that are a little bit more mild. They may just have, you know, they may not feel well that day. They may wake up with nausea. They may have some pain in the abdomen and think that is from reflux. They may have some pain in the jaw. They may feel all of a sudden exhausted, short of breath. So those are the other warning signs that unfortunately can happen more commonly in women and are often ignored, which is why the heart attack doesn't get identified right away, which is how we can really reduce all those um, bad outcomes that happen from heart attacks. And so what I'm hearing is that a lot of times it's a bigger challenge for women than you, what you see with men. Is that right? Yeah, it's a challenge to identify yes. because it's not screaming signs and symptoms. So you have to be more aware of these more subtle symptoms that they could be a heart attack and therefore seek help right away. All right, good. Um, so let me ask you this. Let's talk about some of the risk factors. Who's at risk of heart disease, of heart attack? And I would imagine that if you have a family history, that's one indication. But help us to understand others. Yes, family history is definitely important. Other really important ones is our classic risk factors like smoking, um, hypertension, which is high blood pressure, um, high cholesterol, diabetes, not doing physical activity. These are all known risk factors for heart disease. However, it's important to recognize that women have other risk factors that are specific to them. For instance, pregnancies, when they go, um, when there's abnormal pregnancies like preeclampsia, um, gestational diabetes, having a baby early, those are risk factors that increases a woman's risk of heart disease later in life. And they're not recognized um, many times. And for instance, early menopause, that's another risk factor that's more specific to women. Wow. Yeah, that increases their risk too. All right, good. I've never heard that before. Um, so let's talk about, and since we're talking about risk factors, um, we know that African-American women and Latino women are particularly at high risk. And I know that's a campaign for Latino women that you're specifically working on. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So we launched um, the Latina Awareness Campaign on Wear Red Day um, just a week and a half ago. And it's because we really want to increase awareness in the Latino community that heart disease is their number one killer, that Latinas are at a higher risk of having risk factors for heart disease and to raise that awareness. And so we have a series of videos that are in Spanish. It's really hard to find information in Spanish. So I recorded with Lorena today um, a series of videos in Spanish so that our Latino community hears about a lot of the things that we're talking about in their own language. And then in terms of black women, we know that black women have a higher risk of risk factors and unfortunately are disproportionately affected and killed by heart disease than any other race or ethnicity. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to Dr. Odaime Casada. She is medical director of the Christ Hospital Women's Heart Center. For more information on women and heart disease, all you have to do is reach out to us on social media, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow, and share there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Now, let's talk about stress, doctor. Women today face a number of stresses from home, family, and work and balancing it all. What do we know about the role stress plays in women and heart disease? 
Yeah, so um, studies are coming out now and showing that stress, um, anxiety, depression are higher in women, and we are seeing an, a link between those and heart disease. So in other words... Depression as well? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're seeing studies now showing a link between these, um, what we call new risk factors. Again, not that they're not that women alone feel stress and have depression and anxiety, but it's higher in them, and therefore we're seeing that that um, plays a role in that higher risk of heart disease in women. Uh, let's circle back. You talked about pregnancy and heart disease. Um, let's talk about what you see in um, preeclampsia. I'm familiar with that. I have someone in my family that um, suffered with that during pregnancy. So let's talk about that. That's a really important factor that many people may not even know, be aware of, or consider. Yeah, exactly. To your point, there's a lot of young moms out there that had a pregnancy complication, either preeclampsia, gestational hypertension, which means hypertension during pregnancy. They'll have um, early delivery. They'll have um, diabetes during pregnancy. And then they think that once that pregnancy is done, that they're done with that problem. That is that is no longer an issue. But the reality is there's more and more studies showing that they actually develop heart disease about 10 days sooner. So women that have preeclampsia will develop heart disease 10 years earlier than someone who didn't have preeclampsia. And they're like, up to twofold higher risk than someone who didn't have preeclampsia. So these are important um, to be aware of that because if you have these um, complications during pregnancy, you really want to make sure to do all the things that reduce your risk, like the exercise, the healthy eating, knowing your numbers, really making sure you're aware that you are at the higher risk and you have to be proactive to reduce that risk after that pregnancy. Okay, and so let's go on the flip side of that. And you talked about menopause, which again, I had never heard of. Let's talk about that component and how it's related to women and heart disease. Yes, yeah, so we've learned that when a woman um, reaches menopause early, so early menopause, early menopause it's okay. early menopause, not just menopause, is when it occurs early. And the, and one of the thoughts is that is because we have um, that protection from estrogen that goes away at an earlier stage, that that is what increases the risk in those women. So that's, that's another risk factor. So early menopause and these adverse pregnancy outcomes are pretty specific to women. And if they experience those, it's important that they know they're at a higher risk. For us at the Christ Hospital um, Women's Heart Center, we actually have a study that is trying to understand why is it that women with preeclampsia have a much higher risk of heart disease later in life. And so we're actively enrolling into this study right now. So if there's any volunteers, um, women with preeclampsia, they get free testing as part of our study. And we're also trying to get women that have had normal pregnancies because we need to be able to compare normal pregnancies to preeclampsia. Okay, and so I understand that research shows that women are less likely to receive CPR. Is that right? Yes, unfortunately, that is true. Why is that? Um, for some obvious reasons, which is that in the chest, okay, um, we have, we have, um, breasts. And so many <laughs> times, uh, there's the fear that you're going to hurt someone by doing CPR. Okay. Uh, but no, if someone, if you find someone on the floor, it's critical to call 911, seek help, and then start, um, CPR right away, which is compression CPR, not worrying about giving breaths and until you, 
have someone coming for help. And again, this morning, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Dr. Odaime Casada. She is medical director of Christ Hospital's Women's Heart Center. Now, let me ask you this, doctor, as a female cardiologist, do you feel that women are more comfortable speaking with you about their issues with their heart or just their health in general? Is that something that you find women are more comfortable with as a female cardiologist? Yeah, absolutely. I think because um, women, when they come see us in our clinic, um, myself and Dr. Cananera, we're the two cardiologists in the Women's Heart Center. They feel like they're actually being heard. Um, I actually subspecialize in certain diseases that are more common in women and um, cardiac diseases more common in women that are often missed. So a lot of women come to our uh, Women's Heart Center seeking a second opinion for these more rare diseases. Um, They're not so rare, but they're often missed in women. And so I definitely feel that um, having the specialized training women's heart disease and also um, that sense that women feel more comfortable, they feel like they can you know, tell you their full story so that you can really get to the right diagnosis helps. Um, and the other thing is, you know, they're, they're a lot more open about, we ask them about these women specific risk factors. We go a step, you know, further and ask them things that are more specific to women, not just, you know, the traditional risk factors that we went over. Okay. So let's talk about the specialties. You, I'm intrigued. You talked about your specialties. Um, so let's talk about that because that, I'm sure that's very interesting. Yeah. So, um, so at the Women's Heart Center, um, we specialize in something called corneal microvascular disease. And that's actually a disease of the tiny little vessels in the heart that you cannot see. And many times women or men, but it's more common in women will have symptoms like chest pressure, pain, uh, short shortness of breath, sometimes jaw pain with exertion or randomly. Sometimes they'll describe sharp um, stabbing chest pains. And they do all this testing that many times is negative, meaning that it it says that there's nothing related to the heart. Sometimes they even have um, a test where they look for blockage of the heart arteries and they don't find any blockage. And, And many times these women are told that chest pain or those symptoms are not related to the heart because all these testing is negative. But what they miss is that that a lot of these women have microvascular disease. So you need specialized testing to be able to diagnose them with that tiny little vessel disease. So that's one of our areas of expertise. Another one is um, these heart attacks that I was alluding to where a woman more often... Um, then a man can have a heart attack and have no blockage in the heart arteries. Therefore, they don't need a stent. And instead, the reason they had a heart attack is for other reasons. Um, one of the reasons could be spontaneous coronary artery dissection, which is more common in young women, which means there's a flap that forms in the artery and then the blood goes down the, the wrong path. Or there's another, um, there's severe vasospasm where the artery spasms all, you know, very hard and then there's not enough blood flow. So these are some of the reasons that someone can actually have a real heart attack and no blockage that requires a stent. So those are the kind of diseases that our um, Women's Heart Center specializes in. And of course, we have a prevention program because we know how important it is to think about those risk factors that are specific to women. Okay. So you alluded to this, but let's be more specific. Let's talk about prevention in terms of preventing heart disease, preventing having to see you, right? Yes, we love that. Um, we actually rather have women come to us uh, for prevention than after the fact. I mean, we're there for them after the fact too. But yes, it's critical that we emphasize that 80% of heart disease is preventable. of heart disease, which is our number one killer, is preventable. And so how do we prevent it? Number one, 
Know your numbers. Know your blood pressure numbers. Know your cholesterol numbers. Know your sugar numbers. If you have hypertension, which is high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, which is high sugars, if you have high cholesterol, you want to know about it and you want to get it treated right away. Okay, that's number one. Number two is exercise. Exercise is critical. There's more and more amazing research coming out about how protective exercise is, especially in women. So the American Heart Association recommends uh, 30 minutes, five days, moderate intensity. So like I tell my patients, it's just 30 minutes of your day. It'll give you some clarity in the mind and it'll get that exercise that your heart needs. And then um, healthy eating is very, very important. The Mediterranean diet is the one that we recommend recommend because it has the most data. And then, um, of course, if someone smokes and now we've seen an increase in smoking, that's definitely critical to quit smoking right away because that is um, definitely the most modifiable risk factor that that someone can, can target right away is smoking. All right. So tell us about this Mediterranean diet. Yeah, I think it's amazing, but I know um, a lot of my patients say it could be hard. So the Mediterranean diet is really um, about a lot of vegetables, legumes, um, protein being fish predominantly, your predominant protein being fish, a lot of fruits and vegetables, olive oil in terms of the of the oil of preference. And there's amazing books out there that, you know, you can come up um, and all the different people that like to tell you how to cook things healthy. Um, but yes, the Mediterranean diet has been shown to decrease risk and has the most data behind it when it comes to people with heart disease and decreasing their risk of heart disease. Okay. It doesn't sound as bad as what I thought it was going to no, sound No, no. It's, like it. <laughs> it's, it's better. It just, no, you know, not a lot of sweets, not a lot of the bad fats that we all love, decreasing mm. those to a minimum and trying to remove them as much as possible. And doctor, not only are you the medical director of the Christ Hospital Women's Heart Center, you are also the co-chair of the Go Red for Women campaign. Tell me about that. Yes, that is a very exciting role this year. I get to co-chair Go Red for Women, where the goal is really to raise awareness of heart disease in women, do things like what we're doing today, um, teach the women out there that heart disease is their number one killer. How do we decrease those statistics and also raise funds so that we can be able to do research in women's heart disease so that we can um, be able to um, provide care in communities that are not able to um, to get the care that they need. So the American Heart Association is an amazing organization. And I'm excited to be a co-chair this year. And you guys have a big event coming up way in May, but it's, yes. not, it's, it's not as far as way as you, you think it is going to be, right? So, um, yes, we are very excited that our Go Red for Women um, big event is going to be in May on a Great American Ballpark on May 12th, um, coming very soon. And that's where we get to raise uh, funds, again, to be able to do research, to be able to provide the care that we need for all of our communities when it comes to heart disease and women and raising awareness. So as a cardiologist, especially a female cardiologist, what do you want women to know and understand about heart disease? I want them to know that it is their number one cause of death. I want them to know that even young moms, unfortunately, die of heart disease every day and that 80% of it is preventable. So we have to prevent it. We have to change those statistics moving forward. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Thank you so much. Really good information. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. My pleasure.